India Russia ties are becoming strong and steady each passing day. Russia has emerged as the fifth largest exporter of India for oil and several other items. Recently, External Affairs Minister S. Jayashankar visited Russia. From November 7 to 8, among others, Jayashankar discussed the exponential growth in Indo-Russia bilateral trade. What were the points of discussion between Jayashankar and his Russian counterpart during the visit? Shall we expect India to be a consistent trading partner with Russia amid concerns from the West? Shall we expect rupee settlement for international trade between India and Russia? Hello. and welcome to the bl podcast this is nabodita ganguly today i'm joined by amiti sen associate editor business line who will speak in depth about the issue hi amiti thank you so much for joining us hi all right so amiti my first question to you is as we know that jayashankar recently visited russia what were the points of discussion between him and his russian counterpart during the visit so uh, in moscow jayashankar had uh, primarily two sets of meetings mm-hmm. one was the meeting of the india russia intergovernmental commission on trade economic scientific technical and cultural cooperation so it's called iriggc okay and he co-chaired it with uh, russian deputy prime minister mantorov so uh, this iriggcpc it is the main institutional mechanism of supervising economic cooperation between the two countries and then mm-hmm. he had another meeting it was a regular consultation with his russian counterpart part sergey lavrov mm-hmm. so you know a whole gamut of uh, issues including cooperation in fields like trade investment energy commodities and also these so called sensitive domains like defense space and nuclear they they all came up for discussions and assessments were done on you know how things Uh, have been moving and you know what needs to be done to improve cooperation so all these issues came up one important area of discussion between the two sides you know this meeting with both mantorov and uh, lavrov uh, was the phenomenal increase in india russia bilateral trade this year you know uh, following the western economies placing sanctions against russia after it attacked ukraine in february so uh, so after that because you know uh, Moscow offered steep discounts to India uh, on crude and petroleum products, and also on coal and fertilizer. So, uh, so India's imports of these items from Russia really zoomed, and uh, you know, uh, Russian imports in the first half of uh, uh, of the ongoing fiscal has increased four hundred and ten percent over twenty one billion. Mm-hmm. so there is a good chance that the target of dollar uh, 30 billion set by the two nations may actually be met this year itself so mm. uh, jayashankar and the russian discussed how to make the trade growth more sustainable and another thing that you know uh, the indian minister pointed out which is actually an area of concern for india is the growing trade imbalance so while we are talking about this 21 billion imports from mm. uh, russia exports during the period have actually declined 18% and it is only a dollar 1.3 billion so there is this huge dollar 20 billion trade gap okay so uh, jayashankar you know discussed you know what are the problems that are leading to you know indian ex- exports not rising and how these can be overcome so then uh, basically you know india's this uh, quote unquote time tested defense relationship and the need to you know continue it smoothly was also discussed mm. and then they discussed they discussed the improving connectivity 
you know, including through the uh, International North-South Transport Corridor, as well as the Chennai Vladivostok Eastern Maritime Corridor. So, you know, these were this whole whole bunch of issues that came up for discussion. Okay, all right. Okay. So, you mentioned about the trade imbalance between India and Russia. So, what are the reasons behind the scene? These are like pretty simple. One, like we just discussed that, you know, because um, Russia is offering crude to India mm-hmm. at such a, at such a, at such a you know at huge discounts and also uh, also fertilizer and coal and because Russia does not have you know is not having uh, as many buyers as before because of the Western sanctions so basically mm-hmm. Russia's interest to you know secure such a big buyer as India because our imports of these items are huge so uh, as a result of the discounts our uh, our imports have increased and. You know, it's increased as we, as I just mentioned, four hundred and ten percent, and primarily because of increase in crude. And um, at the same time, uh, Russia has not actually been right now not focused too much on Indian on increasing Indian exports, although it is also important for you know uh, this bilateral trade to be maintained, uh, you know, in a, in a positive way. So, um, so, and uh, I think uh, India has also not made the required efforts to ensure that. You know uh, that you know to basically use this new opportunity because you know it is the onus is also on Russia to buy more from India. So to use this opportunity to push its items. So I think because of that, because so far not too much focus has gone on that, despite you know people been talking about it. I think that is why there is this uh, huge uh, trade deficit. See, trade okay. deficit with a country from where we are importing oil, it is a reality because you know hmm. because when we when we buy oil, it is always like uh, the amount is huge so so that said there is also this big scope of increasing india's export maybe not to the extent that we are importing but at least you know it should be substantial okay all right and uh, like you mentioned that we are getting oil at a discounted now mm-hmm. so do we expect this to continue or is it a causation effect of the fact that russia is currently isolated from the waste because of the russia ukraine conflict that is true that is of course the main reason it's because Russia is isolated and it needs buyers so it's selling to China whoever Mm. is buying it's selling to China it's selling to India but the thing is that you know uh, this will continue because uh, there is but because because the resolution of the situation is not in sight okay you know we we cannot we do not expect you know uh, the conflict to just end overnight because things are only escalating and you know and EU also has these plans of bringing down its dependence on russian gas and all that mm-hmm. so so, so uh, nowhere in the near future will is russia going to be in a situation where it would basically again have you know, a big bouquet of buyers and it can so so i think that discount is going to continue okay all right and india it's for a while india has been pushing for trade in indian rupee um, uh-huh. with russia so were uh-huh. there discussions about the same yeah, of course. I mean, um, the West it has put economic sanctions against Russia hmm. uh, ever since it attacked Ukraine in in, in February. So, see, what are these sanctions? These sanctions, like to begin with, uh, were sanctions against uh, were, were sanctions against Russian banks. Okay, hmm. so they were basically cut off from the SWIFT SWIFT payment system, which makes it very difficult, you know, for uh, for countries to basically continue doing business with these banks because they are cut off from the from the main 
you know, hub where all the banks are interconnected. So, and also, you know, sanctions were imposed against these uh, oligarchs and these public public sector enterprises. Mm. Mm. So, uh, so you know, Indian Indian exporters to Russia, so Indian importers, like people, both uh, both importers and exporters, they are also apart from you know having. Uh, less choices in terms of you know using uh, western banks to do their business and mm. so so you know they, there is also this fear that in case you know they uh, inadvertently do business with a, a sanctioned entity then there could be also you know these second country sanctions against these these mm. entities so that is also a fear which has which had been you know plaguing the indian uh, traders with Russia, so uh, so the need for this uh, rupee trade was felt by both sides. One because it would basically totally cut off dependence okay. of India mm. Russia on uh, on the Western banking system. Mm. So basically, if trade happens in rupee, then there would be no need for you know Russia or India to basically you know deal with uh, dollars and and euro and then the dependence on this uh, this uh, these global banks would completely go down so that is why the talk started when you know lavrov visited uh, delhi in march and then in july the rbi came up with provisions to enable this and then uh, you know since then the bank, uh, banks both in india and russia have been uh, talking of implementing this system and now we have two russian banks already opening their branches in delhi and uh, then there are talks on between yuko and this gazprom bank to have a similar arrangement you know these these are this is a very crucial time for this whole rupee trade system to be implemented well and of course that's why it featured very prominently in the okay. discussions okay all right so basically discussions are going forward with regard to the same yeah, sure. Implementation has already started. All right. So, so you know how to take this forward smoothly. You know mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. coming. All these things came up for discussion. Okay. All right. And like as we mentioned about sanctions, despite West's ongoing sanction against Russia, India has said that it will continue to buy oil from Russia. So, how do you think the West would react? Yes, Russia said at a press conference in Moscow. It's on energy markets right now. Okay, and mm. India is totally import dependent. Okay, and India has a lot of population with very low income. So, uh, so he made it very clear. He said that uh, you know the government's fundamental obligation is to ensure that the Indian consumer has best possible access on most advantageous terms to international mm. market. Mm. So, uh, in that respect, uh, India's relationship with Russia has work to India's advantage. So these are the okay. words we have to use with each other. So he said that what works to our advantage, I would like to keep that going. So, you know, so the message was loud and clear that we are going to continue to buy. So at the moment, you know, the West seems to, you know, somewhat understand what India is saying because Europe, you know, it is continuing to import gas from Russia uh, despite imposing other economic sanctions. So mm. they understand the economic imperative. Okay, but at the same time, the EU, you know, which before the war got some 40% of its gas from Russia, it has outlined plans to cut imports by two-thirds by the end of the year and to phase out Russian gas entirely by 2027. Okay. So the pressure on India to distance itself from Russia may go up, you know, in tandem with Europe's distancing itself from the country. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so going forward, you know, uh, we may expect more pressure. Okay. So with this increase pressure are there chances of 
India also being isolated or put in a position where it might be isolated? India is a huge economy. Okay, so uh, we have got strong economic relationships hmm. with hmm. all West. Hmm. So, you know, isolating India is not a choice that the West has. Okay. But you know, at the same time, there are all kinds of different pressures that would be applied on India in the sense that, you know, like like right now, if you look at the um, US visa situation, like India mm-hmm. is the country, waiting time is the longest. So some say that, you know, it may also be in reaction to, you know, India uh, staying close to Russia despite the mm-hmm. despite, despite the Ukraine war. So, and then, you know, recently US had uh, imposed sanctions on uh, this uh, Mumbai-based company for doing business uh, with Iran, for facilitating mm-hmm. business with it was first time this kind of sanction was imposed. So, you know, these kind of, you know, unfriendly gestures could go up. But isolation does not seem to be a possibility because it mm. is not, uh, yeah. So, okay. um, so and also, also, also India will pay its cards well. It will not, you know, create a situation where an isolation can be considered. Okay. So, basically, isolation is a very heavy word to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it will not, not it will not serve the interest <laughs> yeah. of either India or the Western world. Okay, all right, all right. And what has been the stand of India with, like, as we know, India has been one of the founders of non-alignment. So, what has been the stand of India with regards to the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict? See, Ukraine. So during you know Jayashankar's visit, obviously the Ukraine issue also came up. So you know, as expected, uh, there Jayashankar, you know, he basically reiterated what Prime Minister. Uh, Narendra Modi had conveyed to uh, President Vladimir Putin in uh, Samarkand in September this year. So basically, it said that this is not an era of war mm. uh, because the global economy is simply too interdependent and a significant conflict anywhere will have major consequences elsewhere, like we are already seeing in the case of Russia Ukraine war. The whole global economy is suffering, and okay. you know, there is yes. food shortage. Ah. So, mm. uh, so there are growing concerns on energy and food security from this conflict. Mm. and um, so, uh, so, so uh, India has also made it clear that you know the global south, including India, has been feeling the pain. It's not that you know India is not suffering because of it. So, mm. therefore, it's to India's advantage to basically you know advocate an end, end of war, and it also advocates a return to dialogue and diplomacy. Mm. So, this is a stand that it, uh, India has been taking right from the beginning. That it has always you know in its conversations with Russia and Ukraine, um, you know individually and also. Through its statements, has been saying that you know the dialogue and diplomacy are the only ways out. Okay. So, so then, so in Jayashankar's words, you know, India is clearly on the side of peace, respect for international law, and support for the UN Charter. So, this has okay. been a standard position, and this is what India holds on. Okay, all right. Yeah. And so, basically, India is in a very diplomatic position with regards to the entire conflict. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Amiti, my last question to you is, could India help broker peace in Ukraine? To the extent that India is close to uh, Russia and it also talks mm-hmm. to Ukraine and it's all on friendly terms with all the Western nations. Hmm. So to, to that extent, it can basically contribute to uh, this uh, dialogue and diplomacy that uh, India has been advocating. But okay. you know, if you look, if you look at the situation at present, so mm-hmm. all countries holding holding on to their extreme positions. Uh, Russia is not willing to step back, mm, and Ukraine is not willing to 
compromise and uh, you know all the west west uh, western countries are continuing to supply ukraine with uh, with arms and other defense equipment so all so all the you know all the main factors that are involved in the conflict they not, they do not seem to be interested in you know budging from their hard, hard stance so in that circumstances i don't think that you know india can do anything like india cannot go and convince them to change their stance what mm-hmm. it can do is you know as it has done in the past mm-hmm. you know, maybe approach russia individually russia and uh, ukraine individually and again press that press for press that you know is the importance of going back to the table and looking for a compromise mm-hmm. so to that extent india can play a role in brokering peace you know nothing more than that okay all right okay thank you amiti thank you so much for joining us thank you so thank you so much for listening to our content if you like it please subscribe and share thank you